Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Timing was here 
So here we are. I um, want to remind everybody that the chat line is open. Please, please get in on this, you guys. We have to start taking control of our lives, of our bodies, um, and our bodies, of yeah. course. You've got to realize what over time, and Nick will share some things with you, but what it does to us mentally, whether we admit it or not, whether we want to own up to it or not, we are walking around with it. Many spirits on us because yeah. of the, um, I guess, the mindset of sex. Sex is, has become like eating dinner yeah. or drinking water. Um, so just just kind of keep your minds open, keep, keep an open mind tonight, and think about your life. Think about the young people um, coming behind us. So, want to remind you again, the chat line is open. If you're out there, please, please, please get your questions and comments in, and, and Rodney and I will share them just as quickly as we can. If you're listening by Facebook and that way, know that you can kind of start chatting with us on Facebook, tag Rodney or, or myself in it, and we'll start commenting there as well. Or just call in or join us through the chat by registering as a follower. So just do that. Um, if you do call in, the number is 818-691-7406. You need to select the number one. Only if you have a question or a comment uh, for tonight, please be Mindful of time, so get your point across uh, thoroughly and quickly. Hopefully we'll have lots of comments tonight. I will, uh, Rodney or myself, will pull you in by providing your area code and your last four digits. Okay? Okay. This is the beauty of, of doing your own thing. You can just kind of make it sit and kind of choked up. <laughs> but no, I'm not okay. crying. I'm not crying. Let's, let's be clear. It's okay. It's okay. So select the number one, and then we'll pull you in to queue with your, by providing your area code and the last four digits of the number that you are calling from. Uh, trash can, baby, because I hope we will have new people listening, um, either to this show or the archive show. So uh, what we like to do here is remind people of our trash can baby. And what that means is we ask that you move a trash can, preferably one that you visit frequently, that you put trash in frequently, move it to a different location. It could be in the same room, but move it. And then monitor how often you return to the old location. And as you do that, think about what other things am I returning to or just allowing to exist in my life because it's familiar to me. It's, it's what I know, whether it's good or bad for me, it's what I know, and I don't want to do the work to produce the change, and that's what it amounts to. We, we, we're okay. We're comfortable with pain because we don't want to make that change. We don't want to put a work into what it takes to make that change. But whether you know it or not, you're putting effort in to stay the same. It takes right. a mindset to remain the same. It takes right. a mindset to continue to lay down night after night with with people that bring you no value, that that does nothing for you beyond 10 or 15 minutes, if that long. Mm-hmm. You, you, in most cases, wake up feeling, I mean, get up feeling, maybe wake up too, but get yeah. up feeling, you know, worse. So think about that as you as you see yourself going back to that old location of where you moved that trash can from. If you have a family, kids especially, play games with your with your with your kids and your spouse as well. You know, it might add a little spice mm-hmm. into that. Keep keep count of that. Uh, so make it fun. And remember this. Remember this. So a thought, reap an action, you sow an action, you reap habit. Your habit becomes your character, who you are. 
and your character becomes your destiny. You're going somewhere. So your thoughts are leading you somewhere regardless if that's your, those are your intentions or not. Your thoughts are leading you to a place. So monitor those thoughts and allow that trash can concept to kind of help you uh, get a better understanding of that while you're having fun with it as well. So, uh, Rodney, that was my kind of baby there. So anything from you before we get started? Uh, the only thing for me is I, I'm I'm just looking forward to another great show. Uh, we had a we we had a, an awesome time last Monday, and I don't expect anything less this Monday. Um, especially having this young man on, I'm just looking forward to a great two hours. Okay, great, great. Well, um, Nick, I'll start by just again reiterating the call from you. Um, I was, of course, blessed by it, number one, because it shows that, that Rodney and I are doing doing our job because you listened. You went back and took the time to listen to the archive show, and your comments were, in my opinion, just breathtaking, um, encouraging, uh, number one, because, again, you're following God and, and yeah. you've been through that process. So take us to where it all began. Well, it first started uh, October 7th, 
The same energy that you give yourself is the same energy that you're going to carry with somebody else. And so, you know, I remember, huh? Uh, the same energy that you carry within yourself is the same energy that you're going to carry with somebody else. So it's always essential that, you know, that you know who you are and you assess yourself before you even think about, you know, before you even think about a relationship, period, or period, you know. Um, I I remember I lost my virginity when I was almost six. I think yeah, sixteen. And when I when I lost it, you know, um, it was just kind of like it just happened, so to speak. And but of course, at this time, given the fact that you know I didn't have no love for myself, no respect for myself. You know, I was very impressionable. So, you know, I fed into that peer pressure. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, guys have that guys talk, you know, and I guess at that time I felt kind of slated because, you know, before I lost my virginity, I was like the one who was just like, man, you know, they got these stories. I don't have nothing. You know, excuse me. And so it was just kind of like, you know, I did it. And then it just became really like once I did it at one time, I was like, you know, man, I want to try, you know, what I can do to get in this girl's head and then literally get in her head. Because if I knew if I get her, I knew if I get in her head, that was it. Okay, let me ask you this. Yeah. I don't want you to get too far with this one. All right. And Rodney, jump in whenever you want to. Now, let's not let him get gone. Oh, 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 I'm, write, I'm, write, I'm writing down notes. Uh, this he, is good. I am, too. He's sitting here looking at me, and I'm just writing while he's talking. Okay, you said, and I don't know if I should go back. I want to almost stop right there because of what you said. After the first time, right? Okay, what was it like for you that first time? And 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 whatever that was, was that what made you want to say, okay, let me get in her head, right? So that you could get back in between her legs. I'm just gonna be keeping real. Right, 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 right. This is, this is Let, what was it? How, I mean, what did, was that so awesome for you, or was it just? You know what I'm trying to say? It was an ego thing. Okay. And I think at first I was a little nervous because, you know, but once I did it, and I was just like, man, ain't, ain't nothing to it. You know, so I'm like, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm now the big man on campus. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, because at that time, you know, because, at that, you know, like I say, guys get into the end thing, by the things that we see on TV don't make it no better. Things that we hear about the radio don't make it no better. And so, you know, I like to, I fed into a lot of it, and a lot of it was ego. And um, I just remember it being very, I mean, it happened. It just wasn't like it was just like a, uh, like it just, it literally just happened. And then once it happened, it was, I was just kind of like, well, man, like, you know, it wasn't like, to, for me, it was self-serving for me because I'm like, I got what I want. You know what I'm saying? Now I can tell my story how I did this when the fellas have the talk. That, you know, I can actually join in the conversation. So it was very, it was very, you know, self-serving. It was very coming from an ego, egotistical place. And, you know, um, and, again, all of those factors happened because I didn't love myself. Did I hear you saying you could join in in the conversation? So you were getting in the heads of women so that you could join in on the conversation with, with, the, with the fellas. fellas. Right. Right. Ladies, are you hearing yeah, me? Yeah. I'm, I'm, and, and, like, 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 when people see me now, 
people probably laugh. But until I tell them, like, if you've seen me back in that day, like when I was back, because there are people who speak, and, and I, I tell you the crazy part, there's still people to this day who see me as that person when I was 15, 16, do not see the complete change that I have. I let those people be a distance from me because I can't be around that. You know, um, how did how did you get into the heads? Well, did you did you did you find it difficult to get into the minds into their heads? And if you was there a strategy for the difficult? Oh yeah, the strategy is you know, about young ladies. Uh, the strategy ladies. is uh, the strategy is at the end of at the end of it, I was like, man, I'm trying to get them draws. I'm gonna be straight up real. And then it was just like I had to do something. You know, and, you know, rub on her thigh. Like, tell her how sexy she is, how good-looking she is, knowing deep down I don't feel like that with her. So I would boost up, essentially, like, her self-esteem, you know what I'm saying, to get in her head, to get what I want, and I was done after that. So it was coming from a very, very dark place. And, again, the reason why I was coming from that place, I didn't love myself. Didn't respect myself, disconnected from myself and God. So that same energy that I had at that time, you know, carried to when I was doing, you know, these things with these young ladies. I gotta, I, I gotta jump in here. I gotta jump in here. Okay. And the things that <laughs> this is, this has got to be a great. Uh, introduction or, or a great segue into this show. This, this, this is just amazing because I think this young man is putting it out there, no holds bar. He's just letting it rip and just being all of our listeners. And I'm just going to back up <laughs> as much as I can. And I've written down that this all them from being lost at the age of, uh, of 15. He, he was unsure of his identity. And I heard him say the same energy that he had for himself or the same energy that anyone has for themselves, that's what you're going to be able to offer to other people. And then there was no self-love. There was no self-respect. And so the first time, and mind you, this is at the age of 15. So the mm-hmm. first time he had sex, that just set it off for him. He just yeah. went on a rampage after that. And so for him, at that moment, it was all about getting inside of a woman's head. And, 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 and I'm going to put this spin on it. Ladies, if you are listening, and, and fellas, we're not really trying to give you any advice or any tips here. That's not the purpose of this show. Right, right. But especially to the ladies, if you are listening, the average man is trying to get inside of your head because if a man can get inside of your head, what he does in between your legs, it really don't matter. Mm-hmm. If that man can get inside of your head, you find women, and Tim, I think this came up last week, that guys could, could, could only be having sex with a female for two minutes and she could think that it's two hours just because he has gotten inside of her head. And, and, and then another point that, that you touched on, Tammy, you know, we, we, we've listened to 
the people talk about, you know, how good sex could potentially keep people there. And, Tim, you brought up the point that even bad people settle for bad sex. And it's all because people could get inside of your head. Why would a woman want to stay with a man who's constantly cheating on her? Why would a man, why would a woman want to stay with a man who's constantly leaving her with black eyes, hitting her upside the head? It's the power of the sexually transmitted demon. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and rulers of darkness. And we don't realize that that we cannot see are controlling our everyday lives. And so when you give up sex, you are giving up a huge part of you, not the sexual aspect of it, but just the spiritual part of who you are, the soul, you're giving that up. And so when you are not married to somebody or when you are not, you know, equally yoked with somebody, as they say, you're taking a big risk there because it's more than just a physical act. And so most men, especially men who have gained, those men are not coming after you thinking, you know what, I'm just doing this for the fun of it. The average man is trying to get inside of your head. And, and think about this, too. A lot of men are possessive and jealous, right? It's okay for us to go and sleep with 100 women, but and, and, and we can mess up somebody's mother's life. We can mess up somebody's daughter's life but you better not do it. Do that to my mother. You better not do that to my daughter. So men are very, very, very possessive. So the average guy is thinking, I have to go in here and put it down. I got to go in here, you know, and, and handle my business. But they're, they're thinking the whole time, what can I do to get inside of her head? That's what it all comes down to. You take a woman who's going through a whole lot of issues. Let's say a woman is having problems. And you, you, you be that ear when she wants that ear, or when she just needs to go off on, 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 you know, and, and and just, you know, rant about something. And you're the only person who listens to her. So many people get caught up like that mm-hmm. because those guys, are, those guys are really not there because they care about you. They're not there because they really want to listen to you. But you know what? I got to sacrifice. I got to sacrifice this time and listen to her because me listening to her is going to mean so much more to her than me just listening to her. She she don't know. I really don't care about what she's talking about. But if I at least act like I'm interested, then that puts me one step closer to her. And after I do that, I can get whatever I want. If I just can get inside of her head, I don't think we realize the power that goes beyond the physical part of this whole story. Right. Um, I wanted to piggyback off two um, two things. One of them that you said about the mindset thing. You know, in my opinion, when people, I don't want to say when people, some people, I want to generalize and say all, so I'll say some. You know, women and men, 
you know, fall for what I call the talk or the AKA okie doke, you know, like, mm-hmm. I think if you fall for the talk, you know, I think that I think that says a lot first and foremost, and and and, I, and, I, and this is the reason why. And me and Tammy were talking. I was like, well, when people say about the talk, this or that, this or that, you know, and it and it, it excites them, then I get to thinking, you know, it's really no different if, if we're talking from a straight up talking aspect. It's really no different than when a used car salesman try to entice you to buy a car, or a politician is selling you, you know, this idea, this this idea, this notion of everything like that. But ultimately, we become slaves. We become slaves to those uh, the, the talking. And I know I've gotten to the path in my life, really, when I turned twenty one, of like when I hear people talk, like my BS radar goes off real quick, <laughs> you know. And so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that the, I think another thing, and I'm gonna piggyback off what you said about the good versus bad sex. I don't believe there's such a thing as good versus bad sex. Now, this is what I will say. What I will say is that God puts people in our lives for a reason, and that doesn't necessarily mean that it's good or bad. Because how do we and how do we know what's good and bad for us? Because at the end of the day. We truly don't know that. God knows that. That's why he puts uh, these people that are in our life either to better us or to teach us something or both, you know. So when it comes versus the good versus bad sex, I think sometimes people come at it from a selfish, self-servant point of view because I think if you're extremely passionate about somebody and two people who are extremely passionate about, you know, uh, making love, so to speak, you gotta you gotta look at it from emotional aspect of it, spiritual aspect of it, the mental aspect of it. When you add the physical part in that, those things still are intact. The spiritual, the 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 mental, the emotional, all of that is still intact. You're just adding another layer on that. That's the part people are missing because they think it's just some kind of you know pleasurable act, and it's more to it than that. You know, it's communicating how I feel about you, how I love you. Without saying anything, you know, and it's a spirit. It's, it's a spiritual connection, and, and and that's when, like, when uh, when I turned when I turned eighteen, this is when I had this transformation. And somebody challenged me and said, "Well, I bet you couldn't go. I think it would be two weeks without, you know, sex or anything like that." And then I'm like, "Man, I can do that," you know. And now keep in mind, you talking to a brother who was. You know, at this time, I'm like, you know, I'm feeling like a big man on campus because I'm like, man, like, I, I can get into the head, get what I want, and I'm done, you know. But when I turned 18, you know, I started finding myself. I started going back to church. I started understanding, you know, God's unconditional love. And the love always existed because my mother showed me what unconditional love is. You know, was there ever a time where you started to feel um, bad for the women that whose head you had gotten into? Did, um, did any did, did any time in there did you there were some women? Because I'm sure you came across some that you may have cared about. Is that 
Is that safe to say? Uh, no, Lord, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. I mean, we was, we was cool, but it wasn't like, I didn't want a relationship. It was, really? It wasn't, it wasn't like, it wasn't like, it wasn't no relationship. Did you just not want a relationship because it wasn't the popular thing to do, or you just wanted sex? I just wanted sex. I'm being honest. I just wanted sex. I just wanted to. I was all I wanted. I'm so serious when I say that. Okay. 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 I know this is weird to me like this now, but no. <laughs> but no, like when I turned 18, um, that's when I started going through this transformation, and I started uh, being like I started connecting with God first, and through that connection of God, I started to to find myself, and in finding that connection with God, you know. Um, I found to love myself. I found to respect myself. All of these things in the same realm. And in addition, go ahead. Oh, it goes back to what you said about the energy, the energy you carry within self. Mm-hmm. You're going to carry. So you're carrying that self-respect for yourself. Mm-hmm. You're going to carry that with somebody else. Someone else. Yeah. Okay, um. So I, I. So I just remember. You know, and I remember uh, the, the the young lady, she was like, well, I bet you couldn't go. I think it was like two weeks without it. And then ultimately two weeks led to like a month, and then a month led to years, and I've been without sex since 2007. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you what, what, what that's taught me. The biggest thing that's taught me on a spiritual aspect is, well, it is teaching me a lot of on spiritual aspects, how to find myself, how to love myself, how to value myself. You know, uh, shout out to my homie, uh, Latisha. Uh, she's like a sister to me, and we have dialogues all the time. And I think once you know, and this is a quote that she always says when we talk, once you know your worth, then you won't give anyone discount. And so, like, once I started, you know, finding assessing who I was as a as a human being, finding, you know, that self respect, you know, all of that, then like my life drastically changed. It not only changed, it, it changed for the people who I even associated with. Because at this time I'm like, man, I wanna get closer to God. You know, I wanna love somebody like God loves me. And at that time as I'm thinking about it now, not only, you know, as I look at it now, I look at it from the aspect of I was just getting sex, but that's all it was. I was missing so many boys. No emotional connection. Damn show was no uh, uh, spiritual connection. And it wasn't a mental connection. It was just getting what I want and it's it. So for the listeners out there, if you're just getting sex just to get sex without nothing, no emotional ties or, or anything like that, you know, I would say that you're wasting your time. I mean, truthfully, I think I think you're wasting your time because ultimately what it's going to boil down to is that, you know, you're going to have so many voids that are still missing and that, you know, I know I was missing that, you know, in the beginning or at that time. But once I started finding myself and, and started finding, like, what it is important, like 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 what it is, and start living a purpose life. Let me rephrase that. I started living a purpose life, and once I started living that purpose life, it put a lot in perspective. I started looking at sex differently. I was like, now I'm at the point where where it is. I look at it as a spiritual.
connection, uh, emotional connection, like all all those facets of love, but it creates life. You know, it's a union. You know, people are so caught up in the pleasure aspect, they forget that, you know, sex creates life. You know what I'm saying? Somehow, some way, and again, I'm not trying to, you know, change anybody's philosophical perspectives on that. I'm just simply stating my experiences from how it was from a, my experiences from a spiritual aspect, that's what it was to now. Um, but ultimately, you want to make sure that whoever that you're with, first off, that they love you just as much as you love them. And communicate. You know, just as you can communicate, it, like if you can communicate things, you know, that's non-physical, you, you can communicate things that are physical, you know. All relationships require work. I'll tell anybody, like, stop. The, 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 one of the, another huge thing people do, and me and Latisha talk about this all the time, that people are so quick to run out. You know, the, the first flaw that they see, they done. You know what I'm saying? And the way well, I typically that's usually after sex has already happened. So they're, give, they're running away when they've given so much of themselves. Right. Um, so why not say, if it's like Rodney had mentioned, if it's not those things of abuse and things like that. Right. Um, but, but because, this, this reminds me, and I said this last week, and I don't know if you heard this part, a friend of mine had mentioned that he, he found him, he's like he decided not to have sex, he's my age, and just got sick of it. He said he went to God and, and asked God, why would you make something so great, so bad for us? And he said, it's not sex that's bad. Mm-hmm. It's what sex allows you or keeps you from seeing. Yeah. And then yeah. once you, you've already out there, you just keep going regardless yeah. of what you see now mm-hmm. because you just want for sex. Right. I, I think, you know, I feel like now at 26, like I said, I look at myself when I was 15, 16, like, 10, like literally 10 years ago, and I definitely see uh, a drag, a huge, I say a complete 180, because throughout this process, I learned discipline, self-control, you know, the things that I was lacking. And one thing that I would tell anybody, and you got to be, you got to be, and, and I'm telling you, being disciplined is, is a word. If, if, I, I, if I had any tattoos, on me. Discipline would be the word. Not only a word that I, you know, choose, it's like a lifestyle. You know, discipline is a lifestyle. And it teaches you to be strong-minded. It teaches you self-control. But one thing that it teaches is that you have to sacrifice something in order to grow, to acquire something greater. So would you, would you and, and callers, the lines are open, um, so select number one anytime, and we, we will stop because, again, we want to get your question and comments in. Um, would you say that for the most part, when people are able to have multiple and consistent sexual partners, that there's something inward going on? Would, would you say that that is, is, is 95% of the time the case? To be true. In words, what do you mean by that? Like when that they that there's something going, like you were saying, there was no self love, and even oh, at oh, fifteen. Oh. But you, right. you you think you we could say at fifteen it's kind of expected. But yeah. if you think about the people who are thirty, forty, fifty, who doing the same who stuff. doing the same thing, um, and and unlike you, at a very early age, decided, hey, this is not working. I have no, it's not working for me. Right. So would you say to that 40, 50-year-old person who consistently 
as a sexual partner after a sexual partner that there's something going on? And, and I, I, would, I, would, I, would, I would think so. I think, I, I think so because I think that um, <laughs> I think that the, the entire thing is that, you know, if you love somebody, like you're not going it, to, it's just, it's a connection I truly cannot explain. It's something that, that truly that, you know, that's felt, and you feel energy. And But for people to have multiple, you know, women and gloat about it have, and, and have, you know, egotistical, you know, conversations about it, it does say a lot about them. I question that, you know. And, and even to this day, you know, as, as I'm what I'll call a, a renowned uh, born again version, so to speak. <laughs> you know, um, I just feel like even today there are some people who may not agree with my lifestyle, but it's okay. Like, this is my life. You know what I'm saying? I've been through and I've seen that this wasn't good for me. God taught me that. You know, and one thing, one thing God taught me is that, you know, you can have this, but if you don't have these other things into it, Right. And you know what, Rodney, jump in any time. What, what is interesting, last week when we did this show, I learned so much about sex that people, that we don't think about, like even the part where, and, and this proves that the energy level and the parts of it, that your body starts to do things, and I'm not talking about the, the regular stuff that we know, but right. your mind, it says that your mind takes on the, the, your brain takes on a, like like you a heroin addict. Am I saying that right? Heroin addict. Um, so this, our mind changes. Right. Just the chemical of it. So if we think that those body fluids exchanging the same ones that create life, mm-hmm. that generate babies, that it's not dwelling in you, and and that energy is not just manifesting. Right. Right. So I love what you said about the energy that that you carry within yourself. When you when you have that encounter, to leave in that, and then and just think about after partner after partner after partner, not only what that does to you, and, and that method, but emotionally, mm-hmm. the emotional because you're looking in most cases, especially for women and some men too. I won't discount that you're looking for love, mm-hmm. but after sex, after sex, after sex, and you don't get it, mm-hmm. then what mindset does that leave you in mm-hmm. emotionally? I would say this too. I would question, uh, or maybe not question. This is one thing I will say. And this is kind of how I look at sex now. And I pose this question, maybe as a rhetorical question. You don't have to answer, but just kind of let it, you know, ring in your head. Do you honestly let everybody in your house? Hold. I'm say that one more time. Do you let? Do you let any and everyone? In your house, if you say yes, I'm not gonna judge you. I'm not judging. I'm here to understand. If you say no, I'm not here to judge you. I'm just here to, and, and I can say that I understand. But we have to understand that, man. Our bodies are temples, man. Like like the same like and for the fact that we just can't let. I mean, you can, but you know, our bodies are temples and it's sacred. So. I, in my opinion, I think that we definitely have to be wise about, you know, what partners we choose to, to lay down with because some of these folks be going for the lust so much 
they get these babies from a man who thought loved them, and then he ain't there no more. That's a whole nother show right there. That's a whole nother show, but still. Yeah, I'm just saying that's a, that, because you got to care. Now, that's some energy and spirit that you got to carry for a life. Mm-hmm. So, so, I got a question. I'm going to, this is Rodney, everybody, and I'm going to jump in here. Um, I have a question. Tammy, I see a number, but I don't really recognize the number, so. <laughs> um, but I got a I got a question here. Um, and Timmy, you can take a look at that numbers. Uh, it's okay. all one. Uh, I don't know what yes. that means. We can bring them in after you. So we'll bring one one one. It's just a um, an unknown number. So we'll bring that in just just a second here. Rodney, you go ahead first. Okay. So so here's my question. So. Um, just to give just to give you give you all something to think about, just to throw a wrinkle in here for for a minute, if you will. Um, so we know the impacts of sex. Uh, we've read about it, you know, through through different stories in the Bible. Um, we've done our research. You know, we've looked at the scientific part of it. We've looked at the spiritual part of it. But what do you say about the the men who God favored, you know, when we read the Bible, and men who God favored who had multiple wives, and nowhere in the Bible did it say that it was wrong to have more than one wife. When you talk about the office of a, uh, of a bishop and high places like that, then it says that the bishop must only have one wife. So, you know, while on one hand it's, you know, we're looking at and saying, hey, you 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 might want to be careful about sleeping with a number of different people, especially doing it all at one time. But in the Bible, right. there were there were men who uh, who God highly favored, who had multiple wives, and I'm pretty sure that they were having sex with these wives because they were they were having children with them. You know, and and even today in 2014, there are still countries that practice this whole, um, you know, you can have more than one wife. So I want you to address that first, and then I got another wrinkle for you. When, <laughs> whenever, whenever you're ready, uh, we can we can take your response, and uh, uh, Nick, and we can take Tammy's response. Then we can get to our call, and I got a uh, uh, another another question for you as well. You want to start off? Ladies first. Well, I, the queen was well, queen. Well, I just looked over at Nick and said they had multiple problems. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, of course, I, I, I can't. I'll say this because I still have my opinion that we, we in that, I don't know if I could crucially account for that right now, but I'll just say they had multiple problems, and I, I feel that when they were, when it got to a place spiritually, if if they could go back and correct that they, they would have if they could have. And thank God for his grace and mercy. I think about you know, Abraham being saved by grace through his faith. Mm-hmm. Through his faith. Um and even those who have one wife and one sex partner sometimes they may not have the faith that Abraham had. So I think once you we, we are like I could go back and say, Well, I've not had to 
one partner, somebody would say, like you were saying, people won't let you live down mm-hmm. what you used to be. Right. But now that you are who you are now, um, you, those are the things you don't do. Right, right. So I don't feel that, that God condones it, but, again, somebody else may, may think differently. Right. I, I think, yeah, and, and that's what I believe. I think that um, some may, some people may think that it's right, some others may may disagree with that. And wherever they find their peace, hey, you know, if that's where they find their peace, hey, I'll power to them. But for, as it relates to me, you know, um, and experience, you know, multiple partners and not being able to, you know, find that spiritual, find that emotional and missing all these voids, you know, that's what led me to the discovery where I am today. So, I mean, um, more power to us. Like I said, some people, if they find their peace in that, some people may find their peace differently, but, um, you know, at the same time, I can't speak for them. I can only speak from, you know, my experience in and uh, how I know the, the spirit of God manifested in me and changed me. And I still believe to this day that I'm uh, God's favorite as well. Even in that time and now, I believe that. And would you say, could it be possible? Because I look at those things as just trying to, there's some things that I will never quite understand. Even in my own life, oh, why did you allow that to happen? But sometimes, I mean, sure, God is a big God, and nothing, I, I truly believe nothing happens unless he, I would say this, if he does not want it to happen, it will not happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but even in my own life, I can look back and think, well, God, why why did I do this? Why why was I here? But to try to understand that, mm-hmm. that to me, it may be for such a time as this for us to realize that having all those partners, having all those wives is not the best thing. Right. The best way we learn sometimes is looking back. Yeah. And even sometimes even more looking at others to yeah. see what they did. To me, that's the wise man. Who, who they yeah. will look at you and say, that is something that I don't want to have to experience right. in order to learn. Right. And they just look and see. And see, that's the thing. So many people say, I get sometimes when people say, well, they have to experience it first. But if there's somebody who's been through the road and they say, ma'am, it's not good for you, you have 15 people telling you the same thing, I would kind of listen to them and, you know, listen to what they got to say. It's almost kind of like, you know, my grandparents used to tell me stuff. You know, even my parents sometimes go on one ear and out the other, selective listening sometimes. But, you know, as I'm getting older, I'm starting to understand more and more the things that they talked about when when I was younger. And maybe I was just too, you know, narrow-minded at the time. But as I'm getting older, like, I listen to anything somebody has to say, especially if they've experienced it. Because then I'm like, well, that's something that I don't want to see, I don't want to experience. So, you know. you, are a, you are a very, very wise young man, and, and I'm so glad that that you're all with us. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump real quick and and take our caller, and then um, I think don't go got- don't go anywhere, huh? Oh, but we do have one now. But yeah, the one one yeah. one. I'm gonna I'm gonna take our caller, um, and then I'm going to uh, I'm gonna put an, a, a, another spin on this because we, we've touched on last week and this week 
we've touched on the heterosexual part of this, but but I want to I, I want to put the the homosexual uh, wrinkle in this too because you know we 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 know what sex does um, um, you know when it comes to a man and woman and, and we talked about only man and woman, but what happens when uh, you know, you throw that homosexual piece in there too, and tell me we always talk about Romans one. So we're gonna we're gonna touch on that in a minute. But uh, let's go ahead and take our caller from the area code five zero one. The last four digits are seven six five seven. Caller, you are on the air. Okay, I, I was just listening to what y'all was talking about. And hey, Corey, what's going on, Corey? What's up? What's up? <laughs> How you doing? I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm good. I said the tail end of what y'all were saying, and it was kind of funny because uh, it, the, the, <laughs> my wife said hi. <laughs> Tell her hello. Uh, hello. It, it was funny because I, 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 uh, when you were looking at what y'all was talking about, was we used to bring up the, the subject about holy men and, and married women. You know, having multiple women. That's what I was still talking about. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. All right. So if you look at it, when you you can't compare the two because you, you compare it to this time frame, two different versions. Uh, you get the first part of the Bible. Are you on your cell phone? Hold on. Let me do this right here then. How about okay. we go through? Yeah, let me see if I can get there. Can you hear me now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, much better. Right. Right. Well, what I was saying was that it was if you go through it, you have to look at two different facets. Of it because I think the one facet I was talking about was the very first part of the Torah, and uh, Jesus hadn't came into the picture at that point. None of those, none of those, Isaiah, none of those had came to the picture at that point. So doing that part, if you you can't compare the first part to the last part because the message is totally. Not only is the message totally different, the whole facet of what we're supposed to be getting out of it is different. So you can't compare the two. So when you ask the question, what if the Holy Spirit was favored by God? They were favored by God, but during that time, he was going through, it was like a marriage. He was going through this whole thing of like a marriage. And you have to go through those phases, not the whole Bible, like a marriage with Jesus. So, you know, you go through that point where, you know, you can't do that multiple days, then you can't go off the facet of, of learning things. And when Jesus came about, he put the law down, well, you know, you're only supposed to have one, point blank. That's the marriage form. This whole thing was, was like a marriage. This whole testimony was like a marriage. So I don't think you can compare the two. Makes sense to you? That's, Corey, that's, that's kind of, I don't know if you heard, heard me when I said that, and, you know, with God, with, um, oh, Lord, they're talking about here. Oh, um, love your wives as Christ has loved the church. Um I just again, and I like where you. I like the fact that you brought it in because I haven't thought about it that way. I just feel, I just feel strongheartedly that he, God, will only have us have have one, even one sexual partner for life. Really, we just really. I, I stand on that as well, and, and wish I could could say that that was my case, but right. again, um, not the case. But hey, here I am, and and, and like you said, Nick, still God loves me just That's the same. It. And it, and it is more about what you do after you find your place in God, after you realize that he's there 
and, and to me, you won't have this sex issue. Continue. You, will, you will start to see. I love what you said, Nick, when you start to see your worth. And yeah. it wasn't only until you, bought, until you allowed God to change you yeah. and come to your life that you were able to see sex differently right. and say that there's no bad sex and good sex. So right. if you love someone, you're in love with them. Yeah. So, and I think everything, too, with that regard is about communication, as it is with everything in relationships about communication. And I don't know. Uh, that's what I think. Well, I, to me, uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I think there's a difference between bad sex and good sex. There's a difference between bad sex and good sex. To me, there's, there's a difference. I can love you okay. and not have good sex with you. I can like so you to death. And, and, huh? So what? Well, I'm, saying, I'm saying, what's your definition of good? Because I'm trying, I'm just trying to come to an understanding, that's all. Okay, okay, there's no problem. See, I think what people are kind of confuse is they confuse in love with sex. Those are two different. Sex is a very physical, yeah. raw emotion. Period. Mm-hmm. Raw, and, and that's that's why that's why it is like healing. That's why that's why your brain's going through all, all those functions at that time. It's a pure, raw, emotionless act. Now we inject love into it because we feel about that person. Now we inject these other feelings because that's what we want to get from that person. But it's just it's just raw emotion. Did you Sorry. say it's, huh? sex is emotional? Say that again, sex is what? Sex is pretty much an emotional event. Okay, but if it's pretty emotional, much. if it's emotional, then wouldn't that be more than just an act? You know what I'm saying? Because that, those emotions are coming from some place. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Okay, it's like this. When you meet a woman and she's sexy to you, or you meet a man, and he sexy to you. You almost get the exact same high as having sex with that person. Not as high because you haven't get into the act yet, but your your brain function begins to get into that mode of like you're about to have sex. That's why we. That's why we could even talk to a person on the phone and not even physically touch them and phone sex. Right. Let's, let's put it out there, like with phone right. sex. Well, yeah, we because were talking that, about that. that body starts to do things even before, not just not, not just like your right. your male part or my female part. Your body, and that's why I said. It's not just sex and love to me, in my opinion. If once we start to to disconnect them, I think that's where we we fall kind of short because we think, well, I'm just having, I can have sex with you, and then it doesn't emotionally bother me. It doesn't it doesn't mess with me. Well, I think the greatest sex comes when you have the greatest love. Bingo. That's how. No, no, I'm I'm agreeing with. You. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm not disagreeing with that, but when somebody says, well, there's no, there's no good or bad sex, that's a lie. There's some bad sex, and there's some horrible sex, and there's some very terrible <laughs> sex, and there's some great sex. <laughs> and then, see, that's the whole point. That's what I'm saying. You have to say, because the two, because you can be with your wife and lover, or you can be with your husband and lover. You're like, man, is that all you got? Are you serious? Come on now. You didn't satisfy. Come on now. You got to come on. And then you go say a second, third time, I'll oh, be for real. Are you for real? That's it. And you have to be in. Go ahead. Let me ask you this now. Hmm? Okay, you said you said there's good. I, I understand your perspective there. Now, would you say that everybody on this earth is flawed at something or experienced at something? Yeah. Okay, so if you're saying so, if you're saying good versus bad, I think what you should say is experience versus inexperience. Now, even with the inexperience. It has to take the proper care, the proper love to say, hey, you may be experienced here, but I'm going to help you in this area. Just as the fact that if 
somebody is having a character flaw and you take that same nurture and care to help that person grow, it's the same thing. That's why I don't believe in good versus bad. Right. Okay, I got you. And it sounds good in words. Right in words. Yeah, in action too. Yeah, action too. We can't we can't let our thoughts say that though. In action too. No, no, but I'm just saying it. I'm just saying that that sounds good in words when you with somebody. You try to sound good and you trying to no, you try to sound that romantic, try to sound like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna say all the right things. But I don't care some people I don't care how much you teach them and nurture them, it's still bad sex. Because at the end of the day, you like to get I get satisfied. Okay, and then let me ask you this, and then because I don't want to get caught up on it. No, no problem, no problem. I, I, just, I, just, want to, I just want to put my two cents in. No, no, no. No, no, Corey, I want to ask you one thing. What if, if, if you're, and you too, I'm riding you too, and I'll ask myself the same question. If your wife was the only sex you'd have, it wouldn't be an issue of good or bad because mm-hmm. there's no comparison. Right. And so, but no, no, that's, but see, that's, I think, I, I, I think, just, just me alone. <laughs> even even if even if even if I, and I'm and, and I'm gonna tell you, I'm, I'm taking I'm, I'm taking my verse for my very first experience, very first experience. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it, there was no comparison. That was just horrible. What in the world happened? It got to be better than this because that was supposed to be like that. That was my first experience, and there was no comparison to anything. And I remember my very first experience exactly where it was at, where I was doing, and how old I was. It's just still, at the end of the day, did you get satisfied? No, okay, how I'm going to real quick just because there's, there's a comment from the chat room that says, that is why you have a lifetime to learn, and it is no comparison when it is just you Thank two. You. That came from the Thank chat room. I just wanted to throw that in there real quick. Sorry for interrupting. Hey, no problem, no problem. I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm leaving. But I'm just saying that's just my, just, just me. Is that if either you satisfy because sex is not comparing to another person, but it's your deal. You just your likes and don't likes. When you, when you with somebody, just say they somebody giving you, I'm the BJ, right? If she ain't doing it the way you want it, it ain't really turning on to you. You know, you looking like okay, come on, please hurry up and get done. You know what I'm saying? Now, it, 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 you ain't comparing it to nobody else. It just don't feel good to you. I'm gonna ask, let me ask you two questions. First of all, would you agree now, and, and I'm going to question you one more time about good versus bad, and then I, I really don't want to get into it, you know. Um, no, okay, I'm, I'm fine. You know, now, would, you agree, now, would you agree that that there are different styles at doing things because as we are all different and we all come from a different walk of life and we have different things that, you know, may turn us on, ABC, XYZ, would you say that instead of saying good versus bad, would you just say that, well, maybe this person just wasn't my style? And let me ask you this. How many people, and you don't have to say it out loud, you don't want to embarrass yourself, but how many times have you had bad sex? Oh, how many times? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. <laughs> y'all are too funny, man. Y'all are too funny. You, you know, because Rodney, y'all know me. Y'all, y'all know how I am. But it, it's just real because, it, 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 and, 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 not, and not trying to put it out there, but I'm leaving it alone. But I just just personal opinion. Is it either good good and bad is distinguished by, by what you do and don't like? That's how you distinguish okay. your good and bad. Okay, cool. I can't let y'all off the hook. I wait a minute. Okay. All right. <laughs> 
How many times, see, more important than that question, how many times did you return back to bad? Have you ever gone back to bad sex? Oh, she went there, Corey. She went there. Have I went back? You see, because that's the, that's the whole root of the problem is because if it's bad, right. then, hey, sorry, can't do it. But, see, we go back to that bad sex for those emotional ties, those emotional reasons. Mm-hmm. We go back because it's a, it's a temporary fix regardless mm-hmm. of if it's bad or not. Gotcha. Uh, honestly, I would say out of sixty percent of the ones that I would say it was bad, I say maybe one percent. One percent. And I'm being serious. I I've been I've been through some. I've been through some. Okay. But that one percent because I'm looking like okay, just maybe. Just me talking. Just how I think when I was out there in the world. Just maybe she didn't know what she was doing. Maybe if I just get her. Just do it just a little bit like this, and maybe I can, you know, get in and like it a little bit. And then you go back like, man, what was I thinking? It was bad the first time. It was almost worse the second time. Done. Now, let me ask you this. Um, do you believe love grows over time? Yes, it does. I told you. I, it, because you begin to, because you get first. But you, but you, well, some people just can't learn sex. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think sex grows over time? You can get complacent. It's like being in a marriage. You're complacent. I'll be honest. Let's, let's be, you be set up there like, okay, yeah, we finna do it. And in the back of your mind, be like, oh, my God, put this mug here up. Oh, my God. Then you start having these other thoughts, like, oh, my K. You know, because that's why, you know, like, okay. Uh, okay. It's boring. How many tiles on the ceiling? I got some bubbles on the ceiling. Oh, my God. You know, but when you find that person that you can be compatible with, that changes. When you got that person that you're compatible with, that, that changes everything. And like I said, you might be that one that you might get that girl that you're compatible with, and yet you're like, oh, yeah. But I guarantee if you had that one that you loved and you was not compatible with, you, you see, you'll be see what I'm talking about. You're like, oh, my God. It's not again. It becomes like a job. Man. I, don't, I, 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 I didn't catch this, so I don't know who this was referred to. And unfortunately, uh, the person is logged out of the chat room. But it just says that is selfish. Laugh out loud. So I don't know what that was that was referring to. <laughs> that did come to the chat room. But and and, and and I want to throw this in here. I want to throw this in here because because we're talking about comparing people, and just something to think about. You don't know what is good or bad unless it's something that's natural, right? Mm-hmm. You don't really, you don't really know good or bad, or you don't really know quality until you have more than one. Think about a pair of shoes, right? You don't mm-hmm. really know, you don't really know what <laughs> shoes you really like until you have more than one pair. Because you, if all you know is one type of shoe, to you it's like maybe maybe it does hurt, maybe it doesn't feel good, but if that's all you know. That's what you go with. You think about slavery. There were a lot of people who went who went along with slavery just because that was all they knew. Now, if you talk to people today, they're like, oh, there's no way I would have done that. But they don't understand. It was about a mentality. And and so that was all they knew. And they knew, hey, you better conform, or that's the end of your life. Or, hey, you better conform, or somebody's going to put some reps on your back. So until you until you have one, and granted, I'm not condoning this by any means. <laughs> I'm not saying that you should have more than one partner, but what I am saying is this: 
when you when you start talking about comparisons and when you start talking about good versus bad and all this other stuff, if it's not something that's natural, you really don't start getting into the whole comparisons conversation until there is more than one. I teach school every day, and and I used to teach reading and writing, and so you know when we did comparison and contrast, you had to have more than one thing to compare it. But you know, before before you could start comparing and contrasting, you couldn't just have one thing and say, "Well, this is the good and the bad. This is what I like and don't like about it." You know, if something hurts, then obviously it hurts. Or something feels good, obviously it feels good. But if we want to talk about comparison, I don't care what part of sex you're talking about, all or whatever, you can, you don't really get into those deep conversations about man, like. I got to call her back up, or man, like, I hope she never calls me again. You don't get into <laughs> I had a bunch of those. You don't get into these deep conversations until you've had more than one. I'm not saying that that's 100% accurate, but what I am saying is that from the conversations that, I, that, I've, that, I've, that I've been a part of, when people start saying good and bad, it's usually because they've had more than one, not because you know, they, they they were a virgin, and they said, oh, my God, that was awful. You know, usually when you start when you start using adjectives, it's because in your mind, I, I don't care if you come out and say it, but in your mind, you're like, that's awful, but your thought process is it's awful because here's what she did, but here's what she did. And so this girl, uh, you know what? She's a nice girl, but she ain't doing what old girl did over here. So bingo. You know, that 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 that's my whole thing when it comes to this comparison stuff. If we're just gonna be honest, granted, you know we can single out a gal over here, gal over here. You know there are nice guys all over the place, right? But if we're just talking in general, the average guy, the average female. There's a whole lot of comparisons going on. It, yeah. The right thing to say is, nah, I don't compare people. The right thing to say is, you know, you don't want to get into, you know, a whole lot of comparisons, especially not with the person that you're having sex with, especially if it's your wife. Like, you don't want to open up a can of worms. So the right thing to say is, I don't know. I don't think about it. But the whole time in the back of your mind, uh, I'm going to go <laughs> with, based on my experiences, People, you don't forget that stuff. Like, if that's not the first no. person you had sex with, you don't forget that stuff. Okay. I agree. In general, and, I, and I'm just speaking in general. I'm not saying that everybody, I'm not, I'm not speaking for everybody. In fact, I'm not speaking for anybody, but I'm just saying in general, based on, based on the conversations I've had with people, that, that's what I keep hearing. There, there's a whole lot of comparison and contrast going on, and you know, let's be honest about it. I agree with that, you, right? That's, that's kind of like that. Saying, that's kind of almost saying that you know, when people say good versus bad, oh, she fine, she ugly. You know what I'm saying? Better lack of a term. You're not gonna be. You're not gonna be fulfilled, basically. Is what I'm trying to say. And I think I think the thing is, and this and this goes back to like what you. Guys, discussed last week when we guys talk about pornography, and I even go as far as to say the erotica novels. You know, 
Though, and I know this probably may take the conversation for a swing, but if you ask me, those two things are very synonymous with one another. How males, and I'm going to tell you the reason why. With males, and, I, and I, I've never, never, ever, 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 ever felt the need to watch a porno. No, there's no need huh? And the reason why is that, you know, I feel like in in communicating with your partner, the best person that you can talk to is your partner. It's okay to try different things, A, B, C, X, Y, Z, but ultimately when you watch these things and you read these things, these things go into your subconscious mind. And your subconscious mind is extremely powerful. And then your thoughts, your thoughts start to really manifest, you know, how you want to be stimulated. Right. And so you put that expectation for your partner and pressure for your partner to perform like this or what you read or what you've seen. And if it don't, then it's not good. It's just because of, it's just because of from a psychological standpoint. And that's the reason why I think, you know, Pornography, erotica novels, all those, you know, I, I respect them for what they do, but at the same time, they've been more of a detriment even in marriages than in anything, in my opinion. All right. Now, can, 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 I, can I just chime in one more time? Yeah, sure. Huh? Corey, all you right. can chime in as much as you want, Corey. Now, I, I agree. Don't get me wrong. It, 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 mentally, it will mess you up. Gotcha. Yeah, agree with you. It will you know, because you, you will think about this so much to where it, it becomes part of who you are. Gotcha. But you don't need a novel to understand what you like. Something in a lot of bisexual things are are inherited, part of our DNA. They come from generations and generations of people doing certain things. See, people have to realize that sometimes what you do is not because it's because you decided to do it. You have to your lineage of what they've been doing. Because you see how other people today after you. And you do them like a lot of times. Inherited. So simple things that you really think that you saw a picture, it was because that their picture probably stimulated it, but it was already there. And so no matter how much you try to get away from it, most of the time it's gonna be there. Don't mean to get all all out, but if if you like a certain thing and that's what you and you want to be doing that certain thing, you gotta you have a problem. Because that's what you like. That that's just plain as okay. You say it come about about a, a ugly girl and a cute girl. There are ugly people, plain and simple, and some cute. And not because what you like is what you like. And can nobody in the world how much you love them not gonna change that fact. You might say good politically when you're around him, like oh girl, no she ain't that cute because you don't want to offend your wife or your girlfriend. You don't want her hitting hitting you in the back of the head. But in your mind, you say oh my gosh, she's fine. Oh, did you see that? That's what you said in the back of your mind. Because she's just cute to you. But when your girlfriend asks you, you say something like, no, nah, baby, she ain't that cute. She, nah, she, mm, she don't even look good in that. But in the back of your mind, like, oh, my gosh, I hope she passes by me one more time. Just one more time. Just one more time. That's what we do. It sounds good. But I, I, but I agree with Rodney. If you're going to be real about it, and you and after you've been, been through some things through the, with that, that's what that's the conversation you have with yourself. Now, if you, and I know, nigga, i I you know my first couple, one first two women. I was way I was young, so I was like, oh yeah, you know. I was then, I, but I thought, wow. I asked myself, I was thinking, human, and the flesh 
different than the spiritual side. The spiritual side, yes, that's, that's good. I got to do that because I want to get to that spiritual side. But we're talking about on the fleshly side, it don't happen like that. Two different things. And once, once again, if you are joining us tonight live on the Butterfly Evolution show, we have Mr. Nick Hicks, who is on with us, uh, sharing his experiences and his wisdom. And we also have uh, our long-lost buddy, uh, Richard Cornborn, <laughs> who, who we haven't heard from in a while, but, man, it is always a blessing to get Corey on with us. He is Mr. Mr. History, Mr. Facts, Mr. Mr. Old School, Mr. Experience. It's always <laughs> great to have Corey on with us. Uh, this is part two of the Sexually Transmitted Demon Show. If you missed part one, please uh, go back and listen to the archive show. If you, if you uh, tuned in late, please go back and listen to the first hour and 12 minutes of this show. It has been a great dialogue. We're going to keep it rolling. Um, I'm going to read this from the chat room real quick, and then uh, you, you you guys can keep on going. Tammy, uh, please join back in with us. Uh, but this came from the chat room. It says, the problem here, and this is the person uh, who, who was on before, and I think there may be some connection issues here because uh, I see that they keep going in and out, so they may uh, be getting booted out. Um, or losing connection, but it says the problem here is I, me, and et cetera. The beauty about love and sex within marriage, it is no longer about you. What do you guys think about that one? Repeat that one more time. It says, um, and, and again, this is coming from the chat room, it says the problem here, and uh, I'm taking that as the the problem, you know, uh, with what we've been discussing over the last 20 minutes or so, um, the problem here is is I or me. In other words, I'm guessing that uh, this person means that, you know, it's all about you or it's all about the individual. And so they're saying that the beauty about love, the beauty about sex within marriage is that it is no longer about you. It is no longer about, you know, your wants, your needs. When it comes to uh, love and sex within marriage, it is about you and your spouse. Because remember, um, it goes back to the whole you are now one. So it's not so much, well, this is what I like, this is what I want, but it's about what does my spouse need at this time? What about, you know, what my spouse desires? And so it goes from being about, well, you know, this is the way I like to have sex or this is the way that I want to have sex. But the beauty about, um, you know, the whole having sex within your marriage and just having sex with that one person and just being on one accord with that person is you get out of that selfish mode. You get out of that, well, this is what Rodney likes. And it becomes, well, this is what Rodney likes, but this is also what my spouse likes. So I'm more attentive to this whole us thing. You know, we go from being, well, this is what I like or this this is perfect for me and to, well, what's best for us? Well, what does, what does she like? You know, what do, you know, what do I like? And, and how can we bring that all together and it not be, well, uh, let me fake a headache tonight because I don't really want to have sex with him or let me tell him that my period came on early, not that it did, but just because I don't want to have sex with him. But it becomes, well, 
<laughs> you all are laughing. <laughs> this is some people's reality, you know, but, you know, it becomes, well, this is what I want, or it's not him saying, baby, I'm tired tonight, and, and baby, I'm tired really means, baby, I didn't had a couple, you know, earlier this week, or I, I even had one today, so I can't really mess with you tonight. You know, it becomes, well, this is my partner, or, uh, she don't do it like old girl used to do it, so I can't really. Uh, no, nah, I can't fool with her tonight. Like I, I can't take it. Like I got to come back. No, it's we are we are one. We are married. This is what we want to do. This is how we enjoy having sex with each other. This is how we involve. You know, this is how we enjoy quality time together. You know, it, and and it may not even be the whole penetration thing. It could be you know, something far deeper than that. It could just be a, a matter of, uh, of cuddling or it could just be a matter of, you know, well, let me just rub your back or, you know, what whatever the case may be. But it goes from being about you to being about you and her or you and him. Hey, Rodney, this is Tammy. I, t- I totally agree. And, and I want to take it back to where, um, kind of where we started with the communication and understanding Especially with marriage, because if we did it the right way, in everything it should it should get greater later. Mm-hmm. I agree. So something that's just like you take another <laughs> bad example, but I'm sorry, this is the only one I can think of, and, and, and hope it you'll get it. I've had children, people that say this child is so bad, this child is so bad. But you get this child, and you're thinking, really? They were just they were wonderful. They were just a great. They were great. Had no problems. Well, it goes back to that communication and seeing this is for my young girls who are listening. I've asked some of them, so I want to kind of direct it back because I want the message to be your worth. Mm-hmm. I want the message to be if you are going to, like Nick right. said, if you are going to go this route, make sure that that person is as much in love or in tuned in you as you are him. Mm-hmm. And so once you are there, once two people are there, at the same time, and I'll, and I'll, I'll say, I'll, let's just say for the, for the sake of tonight show, at the same time, then with communication and understanding of what your needs are and vice versa, because when you're there, when you're in that situation where this person has gotten into your mind and you've gotten into their mind equally so, you're able to move forward. And that's why I think what we, we're talking about, the good sex and the bad sex, because, again, we can sit here all night and say, bad sex, but my question was, how many times have you returned to that bad sex? And if you're returning to the bad sex, it goes back to what's going on inside of you. Because if it's so bad, either one or two things, that's all you can get is the bad, so you're just going to go back there to fulfill that need, bad or good, and so you're just getting your fix. But we're talking about the sexual transmitted demons, and as you're thinking about and returning to the good or the bad, if you if if because if we're just saying, I'm going to return because the sex is good, but there's nothing after that, equally wrong. Yeah. If you're returning because the sex is bad, equally wrong. And what I'm trying to get across here to not just the young girls or the young guys is why are we having it? If you're having it because that's what you want to do and this person yeah. wants that as well, vice versa, and you're in love, whatever. But if you're returning because of your emotional disconnect, your, your your self-hatred, lack of self-love, you're just adding to that. You're not fixing anything because yeah. it is, 
to me. It's an emotional process. It's a head process because I might marry you and you might, maybe something physically will happen where you cannot. So what do I do if that's what our marriage is based on? Yeah. Do I leave you now? Yep. Or, or or because I love you and you love me, that we're able to make love with our mind and our it. heart. And see, we're not teaching our young girls to value their lives enough in their bodies or our young guys. Right, 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 right. Because right. as Nick said, when he started all this, he was broken. He didn't have any self-love. But yeah. when he started to love God and see how God loves him, right. he started to view his body differently. Yeah. And he started to see his worth. And like the young lady said, then you don't discount. Right. Yeah. They either deserve you or they don't. Or they don't. It, yeah. I think I think the thing is, uh Rodney made a very good point about um like with, like when you're one, relationship, marriage, all of that, like so many times so so many people say they want to in it for them. I wanna be felt like this. I wanna be touched like this. I mean, it's okay to say, you know, well, to, to communicate something, but for it to be all about you and you not, and now, and, and this is where it's a catch-22 because I believe in unconditional love that you give without expectation, meaning that if I give something that, that you know that you always want to have to give something, you don't have to give something back in return. Let's be clear about that. You know, in unconditional love, if you give something, you don't have to give something in return. Like, I just want to be really clear about that. But also, too, I believe love as in being selfless. And I believe that when you have two selfless individuals, it's so much better, you know, than you fighting with one person who has selfish desires and you're a selfless person. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be even even in that, you got to understand this. You know what I'm saying? But ultimately, I think in that situation, I think it has to be as it is with all relationships. You have to meet in the middle and say, okay, well, you know, I'm able to meet you here. Can you meet me here too? And we can make our own magic to where it's not. You can make bad sex good with the person you love. That's it. If that's that's your perception of bad sex, because, again, I think bad anything is just miscommunication and misunderstood. Right. Or, or Or just different styles. Like like people could just have different styles and there's nothing wrong with that. They don't doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad. Right. And yeah. so so it, so I think sometimes when when you when you think about like love, sex, like I, I although I understand some people when they have uh subjectivity with that, I also believe that in somewhere deep down they may not say it expressly in words, but subconsciously somewhere in their soul and their spirit, you know, I think that it's some kind of comparison. You know, I'm used to getting this, but he's not doing this. So I'm going to make him feel like this. You know, and I, and I don't think that's fair to the person because nobody's perfect. We all are inexperienced at something. The goal is is that, you know, I'm sure Kobe Bryant, when he came into the league, he wasn't a very good shooter. But over time with practice, communication, he got better and became one of the greatest players that ever played basketball. So the thing oh, is, now, people have to Was that? I'm sorry about that. I, I thought you was finished. I'm sorry. Sorry. No, no. I said the thing is, people have to be patient with one another. You know, if God can be patient with us, then we sure enough can be patient. And, and I agree in the whole, the whole realm, because it takes a while 
Right, because it takes a while for you, for some people. Some people can learn on slide, but some people, it takes them time to learn, you know, uh, what somebody and, and be able to, to mess some. Go and read some of, of, like, when you read some of these and, and how, you know, people want to get intimate with one another. You know, sometimes I think people just come with their selfish desires, in my opinion, because they want this, and if they're not getting this, then they're, they're like, well, oh, I'm doomed. But they don't challenge themselves to say, well, Maybe he's liking me in a different way, you know. Maybe I have to, to grow and say, well, I may not be getting this, but I can grow spiritually. I can be turned on spiritually, emotionally, mentally, which, which, which is the best Cause, because it all leads to the physical, and that physical is just a combination of the, the spiritual, emotional, mental, and you just communicate with that, and you're just communicating how passionate and how you feel to that person, in my opinion. Yeah. Corey, yeah. I don't know if you know, this is Nick from the huh? event. I don't know if you remember him, but you guys met at the event. Yeah. Was, yeah. Oh, yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's with our lady, yeah. yeah. Exactly who he is. Yeah, so. All right. Hey, hey, you got some right. Did you, you talk or somebody else going to go? Okay. Miss? Ryan, you want to read the chat room comments? All right, go ahead, go ahead, yeah, go ahead. Um, I'll read the chat room comments real quick, and then Corey, uh, uh, jump back in here. Um, okay. So this this is coming from the same person who's been commenting all along, um, and it says, God revealed to me in my life that I had become every person I had sex with. I had to repent and cast those demons out, even without marriage. Sex creates a oneness, and you have to break those things off with the name of Jesus. Alright. Now, you sure you want me to comment? <laughs> always, Corey. We always want you to comment. <laughs> Alright, check this out. Say, we're going to use an analogy like with Kobe Bryant, right? Nick, that's what you use, right? Right. You say Kobe Bryant. At some point, he had to be started out sorry and he got great, right? Right. So we use the basketball analogy. Okay, what, 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 what if I get a Kobe Brown? He said in the league forever, I'm still sorry. Two basketball players. I mean, let me finish. Let me finish. Now, there's a difference when you get into a marriage. And let's make that understand. When you get into a marriage, at some point, okay, how long you been married? If a person is not satisfying you, if you're not getting what now, the people that are probably saying, yeah, sex and marriage is great. That's the best thing ever. Oh, God did a great thing. But what about the person that he wants or she wants or getting satisfied during a sexual experience? It changes. Because see now when you're getting it and it's good. You get it and it's great. Oh, you can you can hallelujah and yeah, we we one and we together and that's the way God's supposed to be made it. But what about the couple that's struggling to find that common ground? No matter how much they talk, no matter how much they do, their sexual part is still lagging. See, see, we don't look at one facet of it. When you got that one that say, yeah, God made it, and we're supposed to be together, and we're talking, we try to do something, but we all have our secrets that we don't want to tell the other person because we don't want to wake up and look at that other person. That person got that one, I was like, well, I know you just asked me to do that. This, you just asked me to do that. This, oh, are you crazy? I ain't going to do that. No man in his right I, mind. I, I, okay, uh, let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. No man in his right mind has told a woman everything he likes. 
Not one. Because if you don't want that ugly look that she's going to give him when she say no. And then he's going to look like, I shouldn't have told him. Every time he's back in his mind and she gives him that ugly look, they having sex. He's going to be thinking, like, is she thought about what I just asked her to do last time? We've all been through it. Every man I've been through it, like, oh, my God, I know I want it and I like it. I should only even ask her to do that one. Now, you might ask somebody else to do it. I can't ask your wife to do it. Because you got to be, be with her every day. You got to sleep with her every day. But see, those are things that you look at. And that's when the compromising comes into play. Are you willing to compromise give, to give up those things? Are you willing to compromise enough to love your wife enough to say, okay, I can do it without it. I'm going to have to wing myself off of this. I'm about to get myself off this high that I like because that really thrills me. Because what you're looking at is you're looking at an addiction. The brain function when you like something is totally different doing sex than when you like something. A totally different thing. The, your, your brain that's on a total high, you think it's worse than, almost worse than heroin. It's on that high. That's why when most guys, when they're having sex, they have problems. It's just, it just depends on what you're doing on life because that right there thrills you. That's what gets you off. A guy, not you can know your worth. You can you the best guy in the world. You know you got everything in cue. You with God and all that. But when it comes down to that sexual act, the act itself has nothing to do with you knowing your worth. It's about what you like and what you don't like. When you with a person, yes, give that person your all. Talk about what you have to do when you're married. Let me jump in for a minute because hard part because maybe this is just me. To me, hmm, let me say this. Okay. All right, put it out here. Okay. <laughs> it's for, when I say greater labor, and you knowing your worth, particularly for women, and I remember being a young girl, and I would just kind of hear my mm-hmm. aunt teasing about their age and how sex, mm-hmm. you know, would be, would be greater at a certain age. To me, when you're able to, to best deliver sexually is when you know and you are, know who you are, and you're comfortable with the skin that you're in, Bingo. because you're then able to, 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 and see, that's why it's so important for our young people, as Nick said he started at 15, and he said he didn't know who he was. Well, sure, really, you didn't know. The most people don't know at 25, 26, and now you, you've entered into this act of adulthood, and your emotions are flying, your penis is flying mm-hmm. in his case, and, and now he's, he's in this world where I got to just get more of this. I just got to get more of this. And it mm-hmm. wasn't until... He changed his life. He started to see differently. Yeah. But you know, and and you think about sex. Most people, you have all these great sex, 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 and then people, as soon as they get married, you be like, "Well, what happened? We've been doing all this mm-hmm. because, <laughs> I mean, really." So if it, that's why I say we start, we start too soon sometimes. Yeah. We just start too soon sometimes, and by the time you get all these people under your belt, you're wondering, well, what in the hell is wrong with me? Why do I keep acting like this? And why do I, in some cases, got to have the need to go back for this temporary fix that yeah. makes me feel worse afterwards? Yeah. And then the th- the sad thing is, then you start all over again. Yeah. So it comes a point that, and that's that that's where I want to really get out there. It comes a point where you just have to say. No more. No more. Yeah. Because you keep going and you keep giving and you keep opening your legs and <clears throat> doing this, and mentally you are dying. Yeah. Emotionally, especially for young women, you are dying. That's why I asked, asked Nick early on, was there ever a time that he felt remorseful about 
the women, because he, I don't know if you heard at the beginning of the show, he was saying he just wanted to get in their heads so he could get between their legs. He's like, that's just all he wanted, point blank. And that is what, that I mean, is my favorite quote of the night. <laughs> I just got to say that. That's just, and that's right, Rodney speaking. That's my favorite you know, quote. That's, that's, that's some real stuff right there. Right. I, 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 I agree with you. I'm, I'm sorry for cutting you off. I know you're finna talk. No, no. Um, I think the thing is on why, because I look at it as for the fact when you get older. Say, for instance, you're 60, 70 years old. You know, I mean, do not get me wrong. I'm not saying that, you know, people talk about good, whatever, whatever that is, good versus bad, whatever. But the thing is, I mean, really and truly, you know, when you're 70 and 80 years old, you ain't going to be functioning like you were, like, when you were 20 and 30. I mean, so, like, so the thing is, you know, you have to find, you know, a medium. And the thing is that mental connection, that's been like, when all else fails, when all else fails, the physical part can fade all day long. Now, if you got a strong mental Spiritual and emotional, that's gonna stay intact. No matter, no matter if you're 20 years old, hopefully, and if you're in a good, you know, uh, situation, to when you get old. Now, the physical part, like our bodies are just gonna go through changes. It happens. Like we're human, you know. But you know, but the thing is, when we like our our the while that may deteriorate, you know. Uh, and, and I'm just saying, as a, in a in a good marriage or whatnot, the mental, spiritual, and emotional is always gonna stay intact. Okay, and even, this is my even when even when the physical deteriorates, <laughs> in my opinion. All right. Okay, Corey, so come come back with you. Corey. We may have lost. Uh, we lost Corey. Okay. Yeah, we, we, still, we lost Corey. Okay. If, yeah, he comes, if he comes back in, I'll, I'll I'll pull him in. Okay. All right. Anything in the chat room? Uh, uh not as of yet, but 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 I will. Let me put this out here real quick. Um, I'm gonna read First Corinthians, the seventh chapter, verses three through five, and it says. The husband should give to his wife her uh, conjugal rights and likewise the wife to her husband. For the wife does not have authority over her own body, but the husband does. Likewise, the husband does not have the authority over his own body, but the wife does. Do not deprive one another except perhaps by agreement for a limited time that you may devote yourselves to prayer, but then come together again so that Satan may not you because of your lack of self-control. And, and I remember that I remember that whole self-control uh, piece coming up uh, coming up earlier in the show. Uh, I think Nick wants to jump in. Go ahead, Nick. No, that's what I was saying about the whole idea of why you know I've learned you know self-control, and it's so funny that I learned self-control to the fact that. You know that it like it like it keeps you strong mentally. So when I mean to say that, like no one can break me out of this shell for as temptation goes. 
You know, the reason why is because I'm at the point in my life when I know that you got to move me spiritually, man, you got to move me mentally, you got to move me emotionally, you know. It's not always about, I mean, it's not always about the physical. The physical is a bonus, but these three criteria have to be met first. I need to see how I'm going to build with you on this. Who do I even think about this? You see what I'm saying? So I think yeah. the thing is we get into these, our desires, you know, and desire is a tricky thing. And I think we go with feelings. And this is another thing, Latissa, when we talk, you know, she was like, one day we were texting, we were talking about that, and she was like, well, you know, so many times people follow their feelings. You know, I tell somebody, you put the feelings in your back pocket. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, like we're too based on this, this. And I, I, and I made a post earlier about, you know, we're so big on our bodies, flopping our bodies, taking selfies of, you know, our physical flesh. But if allowed... Could we you could would you let somebody see a selfie of your soul? Of your soul. Of your soul. A selfie of the soul, which is vulnerability, in my opinion. So the thing is, and even and even in as it relates to, to, to sex or whatnot, people are still self conscious about their own body. You know? So all of that is, is all of that triggers when people talk about this, this this notion, so I think you have to be completely okay with how your body is. You have to be because I'm gonna tell you, from a mindset thing, from a, from a mindset perspective, if you go in there knowing you're self conscious about your body, but you don't like your other part, like your, your partner doesn't show, like somehow, some way, it manifests with your actions. Mm-hmm. It does because you're wondering. Well, I don't feel this way. I want to see, like, instead of enjoying the moment, you're too busy, and not you, of course, but, you know, too busy being self-conscious about, I'm wondering, is this going to be good, then, you know. And that goes back to your age being 15, and even um, Rodney makes me think about, too, as women, when, you can be in love with someone. You can be in love with your husband, with your mate or whatever, and you guys have gone there. And if you get a woman to sit, and maybe a guy, you have to answer for this, but you guys have to answer for you all. But I know women can love you, but if you have, have gotten in their mind in a way where you have made them feel some kind of way where, where I don't know, an example, they don't, the sex is not good. That makes it could be it could have been good yesterday if you since we're talking about that good and bad thing and so that's why my point is it is a mind it is your your emotions it is so many things other than that just that act of humping up and down and coming because if it wasn't I would be able to do this and feel just as I did the day before before you messed up my my thought process before you made me feel some kind of way before you hurt me. So it, it is so much more than just that. Act. Right. And, so much more. And, I think even, and even, uh, before I, I'm going to say this while I let you go around, but I think even in relationships, like even in relationships, you're going to have values and peace. The same thing is going to happen with sex. There are going to be days where it's good, and there's going to be days where it's up, there's going to be days where it's down. Stress can do something with, with involved with that. So, like, the thing is, when people say that, oh, it doesn't move me within the first couple times, 
then you have to allow it to grow. Because, like I said, and then if you're firmly attracted, especially if you're attracted to somebody, like uh, all front, you're going you're gonna to find a way for it to even have to meet at the middle. Because I believe when you're in a relationship and when you're in you know, marriage or whatnot, it's not all about this, it's not all about this, it's about what can we do to meet here, about meeting in the middle. That's, that's all it is, it's sacrifice, man. And that's a lot of things people don't understand. They don't understand sacrifice. Sorry to get all little spare time sounding, but I'll be getting like passionate. <laughs> no, you are fine. Uh, we we have a we we have a few people on the line, so I'm gonna try to pull these callers in. Um, Corey is back with us, but before I go to Corey, um, I'm gonna pull in area code seven seven zero. Last four digits are seven nine four nine. We also have another caller uh, after this person from area code nine seven two. So caller from the nine seven two area code, if you just hang tight. We'll get right to you. But again, we're gonna pull in uh caller from seven seven zero. Last four digits are seven nine four nine. Caller, you are on the air. Go ahead. Hello. Hello. Are you able to hear me? We can hear you. Go ahead, caller. Great. Um, actually I tuned in the last time on the show and um just want to uh, say I appreciate the call, of course, again uh, on tonight. Um, it was good listening in to and hearing a man's point of view um, on the uh, sexually transmitted demons and the addictions and all that good stuff. Um, me personally being a woman and had um, been in the shoe or wearing the shoe um, of having sex, sex addictions, um, you know, pretty much, you know, I can relate um, from a woman's point of view and some of the same views that the men have um, stated on tonight is pretty much how I looked at it as well. Um, not to say that it was a situation where, you know, I was trying to get into uh, someone's mind. Um, I just wanted what I wanted and nothing more, nothing less. Um, I would say that... Um, it definitely, um, as far as I heard someone was talking about, you know, if it's not good, you know, will you return, so forth, so on. For myself, if it wasn't good the first time, I definitely didn't return. Um, that was one, uh, definitely was a problem for me. Also, if it wasn't a certain size, I definitely didn't return. But um, I just, um, just, you know, listening in, and I, I just wanted to say, you know, I'm enjoying listening to uh, the conversation and the show tonight, and um, it was just good to hear it from a man's point of view. Um, I've had a lot of people tell me in the past that, um, you know, the way that I looked at different things, you know, pretty much I was the male, but at the end of the day I was a woman, but with the same uh, male mindset. So just wanted to share that. What what um, this is Tammy, were you saying that you had the same mindset for sex because of how you view sex or the the addiction to sex? Is they saying that you thought like a man as it relates to sex? Absolutely. I mean I just wanted what I wanted. Wow. Okay. This is Rodney, I'm sorry. How did you overcome that? My my. Um, Jesus. 
Um, I would definitely say <laughs> um, I'm, I'm very grateful to uh, know God and have uh, have been brought up in the church. You know, and a lot of times, you know, you're you know you're raised in the church. You know, you're in church seven days a week, but that doesn't make you um, more religious than the person that don't go. You know, but um, definitely um, God had to come into my life and completely change me. Um, I can't put it on anything other than that. I mean, there's been times where, you know, I went online to do, you know, some Google research because I was going to admit myself in a sex rehab. You know what I mean? It was that serious. Um, So uh, with the help of God, of course, going to church, um, and, and I would say, you know, just keeping myself listening to different sermons and listening to praise and worship music, you know, um, those things help me. But at the same time, you know, you do have situations where you have relapse and you tend to, you know, you may be doing so good for three months and then you have a relapse. You know, you get that certain text, you get that certain call, you know, you get an email, whatever the case is, and, you know, you're back to square one. You know, you're back to where you started. Mm. Wow. You know, I think that people, you know, when we think about sexual addiction, I think that we we tend to think about men. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I, I know that you said that you are happy to hear a a man's perspective on this. Um, and certainly we, we are grateful for Nick. We're grateful for Corey. Um, but for me, it's always good to hear a woman's perspective on this just because, you know, when we think about horny individuals, we tend to think about men, right? Right. Um, if you look up porn, you know, men are usually associated with porn. And I guess because women are, are, are more reserved, you know, uh, she might be a lady in the street in a freaking bed, but women tend to be more reserved when it comes to sex and, and everything that comes along with it. So for me, when, when it comes to topics like this, it's always nice to hear a woman's perspective um, just because women don't, tend to uh, get involved in these conversations, definitely don't want to admit, hey, you know, I've done X, Y, Z. And so yeah. it's always nice to hear a woman's perspective. It's always nice to hear, you know, a woman come on and say, hey, it's not just the guys. You know, I was once there too. Uh, there, there was a young lady, you know, today that said to me, you know, I've been called a guy or I've been told that I, you know, acted like a guy. And she wasn't mm-hmm. the first one. You know, I've heard, you know, there have been several females to tell me that. And, and the mm-hmm. girl today, I said, well, is that really a compliment? Do you really want to be associated with the things that guys are typically associated with when it comes to relationships, when it comes to sex? Do you really want to be associated with those things? Because, it's always a negative connotation. So to hear a woman speak out, um, I, I think that it puts a different uh, spin on things. And it, it, it may be a relief um, for guys as well. Tammy, uh, Nick, jump back in here. 
And I, I just want to say also that, you know, definitely um, if I had to relive my life, I would not have done a lot of things that I have done. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. I cannot, you know, hit rewind, you know, on the CD player. So my whole scenario would be, you know, you definitely want to, don't want to be associated with it, but um, it happens. It happens, and it happens to the best of us. Um, also, I would like to say that, you know, I personally had a sex addiction, but I did not have an addiction to porn. You know, now, don't get me wrong, I would have, you know, back in the day I would watch it with whoever I'm dealing with because maybe they were into it, but that didn't do anything for me, you know. Um, it was just like, you know, just doing it just because, you know, to try to please the other individual. But um, and a lot of times, you know, you hear people, you know, they're caught up in the threesomes and all that kind of stuff. You know, I wasn't one of those people that was into that. You know, I never had a threesome. But at the end of the day now, I may have slept with three men in one night or one day, you follow what I'm saying? But to say, you know, okay, I, I – had three men in my room at the same time. No, I never done that. Um, not to say one is better than the other because it's not. But you know, um, just wanted to you know you know mention that as well. I want to bring something up that you mentioned last week, um, and and the reason being because this may to some people it may sound like wow that you were told to do this and that you did it. You mentioned about um, you were led. To, to put the Bible around you, to the top, to the yep. bottom, and right, correct? Mm-hmm. And see, that to yep. me is powerful. Going back to you saying what, when Rodney asked the question, what helped you through, and you said Jesus. And so often we hear, we, we hear um, instructions, we hear directions, and, it, and it, to someone else it may sound like, wow, you, you did what? But that's what God knew you needed to do for you, mm-hmm. right. and it helped you through. But but give yourself much, much credit for hearing that voice and for doing it because, yeah. again, some people, I can't say what I would have. I, I, don't, I don't even know if I would have did it. it right. some, you know, so I, I commend you for that, and I remembered that last week when you said that. I thought, wow, because this is, this is your walk, your journey. And, again, as we said on the show last week, you know, make it your ministry because you have – you can help men, women, yeah. these young girls who become addicted to sex because they are emotionally dead, that they feel mm-hmm. so so unworthy until that mm-hmm. five, fifteen minutes does yeah. so much for them. Yeah. Absolutely. It's it, 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 a drug, man, and, you know, when that drug runs out, like Ms. Like Tamer said, you run them to find the next fix. Excuse me. You know, and so I, I think, and, and I understand because I was there, you know, and I understand from, you know, being that young and, and, and being able to understand. So, I, you know, I can empathize a lot with what you're going through. Um, and and I just want to say from, from my from my, uh, my encouraging words for me is, is, is to take it a day at a time and stay strong. Like, you'll be surprised um, how strong you are when you're able to just sacrifice. And and, and I know it's hard, you know, but the intent is is that you're going to acquire something greater when you sacrifice. I'm a, I'm a living testimony and witness to that. Like, sacrifice is big. And then, do you mm-hmm. have any children, by the way? Do you have any children, by the way? 
I do. I, I have a seven-year-old, and um, in the midst of my foolishness, I had a miscarriage. Um, and with that situation, you know, was uh, slept with two men in the same night. So I didn't know who the baby daddy was. But at right. the end of the day, you know, God had to, you know, call both individuals and let them know, you know, hey, I'm pregnant, you may be the father, you may not be. Hey, I'm pregnant, you may be the father, you may not be. You know, one told me to keep them posted. The other one didn't want to have any children. So um, God knew what he was doing, you know. Did I want to go through that process? No, but because of my disobedience, I went through it. Um, So, you know, I I went through the postpartum depression for a year and a half, you know. And literally, I just got out of postpartum depression um, this year, um, maybe May of this year. That thing was on me for like a year and a half. You know, postpartum depression was on me for a year and a half. So I suffered, you know, and I I made um, a lot of wrong decisions. You know, I I promised God a whole lot of, um, made promises to him that I didn't keep, per se. And, you know, when you're going to make those promises, you have to be true and, and, and hold to those things because God is looking at us to see whether or not we're going to truly stay true to, you know, the promises that we made. I remember the time that I did, um, you know, have a relapse, and I caught myself, okay, you know, trying to please that flesh. And guess what happened? I ended up having a, uh, a urinary tract infection. I ended up having a yeast infection. I ended up having a, what is it called, bacteria vaginosis. So, you know, I was like, wow, you know, this is my punishment. This is my punishment because I should never have done what I did. You see what I'm saying? So um, those were, you know, different things like that, you know, just helped me to wake up and say, okay, you know, you need to stop doing what you're doing. You know, um, different situations that I was just put in, in in my life, you know, I had to learn from each 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 situation, you know. Right. Wow. Thank you. Uh, let, let me just do this real quick, just because uh, we we still have our caller on the line from the 972 area code. We still have Corey on the line waiting to get back in, and comments are coming into the chat room. So let me just do this real quickly. If you are on the uh, if you are in the chat room, uh, it looks like we are going to run over, which is perfectly fine. Uh, we have about six minutes left be, before that. Uh, it is no worry. It is no issue. Um, we can run over. It's it's fine. But if you are in the chat room, uh, that will cut off. So what we would like for you to do, be, just because this this is just so good, um, please call in to eight one eight six nine one seven four zero six. Again, I'll repeat that. Six eight one eight six nine one seven four zero six. Um, again, on the Butterfly Evolution Show, everyone is anonymous. We do not uh, give out names unless you give us uh, permission to. The only people you really know uh, are, are me and Tammy um, and our guests. But other than that, we do not give out any names. So feel free. You can be anonymous. Um, so uh, if you're on, if you're online, if you're listening online, call into the show now so that way we don't lose you. Um, we're going to, I promise we'll get to everyone. We'll get back to Corey. We'll get to the uh, caller from the 972 area code. We'll also read the comments from the chat room. 
but we wanted to get that out there before uh, before 11 o'clock Eastern time, 10 o'clock Central time. Um, you all can continue, and then we're going to get to the uh, caller from the 972 area code, and then I'll read the uh, comments from the chat room, and then we'll get back to Corey. Go ahead. Hello. Did we lose you? Ronnie, are you trying to pull 972 in? No, I, uh, I didn't pull anyone in yet. Um, are you ready for me to pull that caller in? Yes. Okay, we are going to pull in from area code 972-7207, and then I'll read the uh, comments from the chat room. Area code 972 972- Seven two zero seven. Caller, you are on the air. Go ahead. Um, hello. This is Tatiqua. Hi, Tammy, Rodney, and Dick. Hey, how's it going? I'm great. I'm great. I, I like the show that you got going on tonight, especially um, an extension of last week's topics with the sexually transmitted demons. And um, what I enjoy most about this show is. Um, the self-control that has been brought into the show when when the callers have been asked what took them out of that um, behavior that they were in. And um, I had a different area that I, that I initially kind of wanted to speak in, but I, I really want to just start with um, it, was, it was Jesus, it was God, it was the Word of God, it was uh, a higher being. And, um, you know, God says my people are destroyed from a lack of knowledge. So that's in Hosea 4 and 6. So this show provides for all the callers and listeners out there and even the people who will be listening to the um, archive show uh, a level of knowledge and understanding that they will be able to learn by this show because sexually transmitted demons, like uh, it was mentioned earlier in the show, is, is far greater than sexually transmitted diseases because diseases can be cured. Not all, but most of them can be cured. But these are... Um, these are these are demons kill you spiritually, intellectually, emotionally, psychologically, and physically. And um, I also liked how Nick brought into the show it was his self control, and that's what stood out to me the most because I put in my notes even before he wrote that. You know, I wrote down what self control was, and Proverbs twenty five and twenty eight says that a person without self control is like a city with broken down walls. And self control means to lead yourself. And one thing about having this sexual issue means that we're led we're led by our lacks. Whatever we are lacking leads us, even if it's a perceived need, whatever our need is, our perceived need, whatever we believe we are lacking, it will lead us. And to to know that we are led out of something that we're we're needing or we believe we're needing or we're lacking that's something that has power over us because we, we no longer have self-control over ourselves, over our minds, or out of our, over our behavior. So our self-control, um, as I said, a city is just like a city with broken down walls. Our self-control is our protection. Our self-control is our defense. And when we lack self-control, we do fall victim to all forms of carnal pleasures. And sexual, the sexual um, pleasure, that to me is the greatest form of bondage. So being able to make it through that with a level of self-control and going to God and reaching to God and letting God be that source of strength for you, that is what pulled them out of that and erased those perceived perceived um, 
needs that they had, those lacks that they had, it, it you know, eliminated that for them and, and you know, kind of obliterated that for them to where it brought them into a place of self-control. And so to me, self-control is associated with personal and intellectual strength. And a lack of self-control is is represented by confusion. And so they went from a, a state in the area of confusion to a state in the area of intellectual and personal strength and growth. Um, what I also wanted to leave with the callers, this, this, you know, close to the subject, not quite off the subject, but close to the subject, is uh, I, I really want to speak to the women that find themselves in these positions because I heard when Nick mentioned earlier about he would get in the women's heads, and so he was able to do that because they had they were moving out of their lack. They were led by what they were lacking. So he was able to feel into their minds something that they believed that they had a need for, and that was easy. That was just um, they were working to me through a level of compliance. They were just complying to, oh, this right here, this is the answer to my need. So compliance was easy. That's why it was so easy for him because it was easy for um, them to let that go. But I wanted to mention, too, it was something that I came across, and I mentioned it to me that I, I came across earlier through a book that I'm reading, and it, I'm not going to take credit for it. So the book that I'm reading is, is called Influence, and it's the, psychology, the psychology of Persuasion by um, Dr. Robert Ciadini. But it talks about, um, it, it, it gave an example of dating and how um, I noticed that women tend to give their bodies um, when they're dating and I always wonder, you know, how can you go through dating or go through just a few dates, uh, maybe one or two dates or maybe a third date and then feel that giving your temple and opening up your body and giving something that's the most precious thing that you have, how can you move into giving something so precious away? And I wound up reading this and I was just kind of just blown. It blew my mind when I learned about uh, the rule of reciprocation and the rule of reciprocation simply states that the rule says that we should try to repay in kind what another person has provided us. So this is actually um, a social, it is something we're socially taught to do uh, as early as a child. We're socially taught to do it because, you know, as a, as a child we're taught that when someone does a favor for you, naturally we give a favor in kind. And for the people who don't follow this social rule of, reciproc- of reciprocity, there's a distaste for those who take no effort in returning something that is given to them. So socially we go through great lengths to avoid being one of the people that does not repay in kind with kind. And so, for example, when a woman when a woman goes out and a man buys her a drink or a man buys her an expensive gift, self so, you know, not long into the relationship with expensive dinner leading to expensive gifts, even though that may be two or three or or maybe four visits, even though those are areas to where it's a gift, it's an automatic and psychological pull that we mentally get that says, okay, well, I'm obligated to return the favor. But what it is, what what I want to be able to use this to address to women is that since this is – since this is something, since this is a socialization skill that we develop as children to where we taught to do this, 
what you don't know, because I mentioned a little earlier, what we don't know will kill us. It will kill us emotionally, spiritually, psychologically, physically. What we don't know will kill us. So what you don't know works against you, but a guy is able to use it in his favor, knowing that I can give you a small token or a small trinket or something small, and you won't even really weigh out the magnitude of how small my gift is versus how big your gift is. You will just automatically comply. There's social compliance that you're taught that would train as a child when something is given to you or when a favor is done for you, you automatically return that favor. That's our social, that's America's social upbringing. And we don't realize that all through life that's how we say yes. It creates, uh, it's, it's very overpowering. And they said it almost always produces a yes because it provides a sense and a feeling of obligation. And that sense of obligation almost always creates a yes. And so okay. if women know that, huh? No, I'm sorry. Go ahead and get to you. I was going to pick you back off with the but I'll wait till you get done. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, so, w- so when women when women feel that obligation and that need, they feel it says in childhood. In childhood, he, he explains in childhood we train to shape emotionally under under the saddle of obligation, just meaning that it's an annoying psychological feeling that we feel when someone does something for us and we're not able to repay repay the favor. So that's why a guy can take you out for two or three dinners, and in our minds, it's adding up. It's adding up. It's adding up. He's done three great favors for me, and I've done nothing back. And she will outweigh her temple as repaying back that favor, and that's one of the ways that women will allow themselves to be taken. And that is also a level of a lack of self-control because right there she's moving out of lack. And more than anything, what I want to stress to each and every person listening to this, whatever you believe you're lacking, that will lead you. If, you, if you're lacking self-control, and if the Bible says a person without self-control is as defenseless as a city with broken down walls, and we know that a city's walls is their protection, then self-control is our protection. This is the way you protect yourself. This is the way you protect yourself from psychologically being lured to release yourself or give your temple away. And the way you can do that is not allow yourself to be in those positions to receive that. Don't just, for a woman not to have in her mind, well, I'm getting a free drink or I'm getting a free date or I'm getting a free dinner or I'm getting a free meal, because that psychological pull is going to come on the inside of you anyway because we're trained as children to return kind for kind. Right. So that's basically what I wanted to leave and bring into the show. And like I said, just being able to hear that self-control was brought into this and, and this realizing that I no longer want my my carnal pleasure to have control over me and my choices and what I decide to do with myself and do to another person. Just being able to come to that realization with the power of God, that right there is powerful because people need to hear that. Because otherwise, right. if that has control over you, it's going to have the pull, and it's going to dictate every which way you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I agree with you. I wanted to go ahead, Nick. Uh, you said something very interesting about this notion of um, I do for you, so I feel like I have to reciprocate. And, like, one of the things that I brought up earlier was that unconditional love is if I'm giving something – I'm not expecting anything, so I would even question that. First off, love is not a contract. You know, I believe that these now, 
this is what I personally believe. I believe that, and you know, it's something she's going to hate me like what I'm about to say. But it's something that I had to, to for, for like, my girlfriend to understand. Because when it comes to, I guess, like, you know, giving things, giving gifts and stuff like that, not saying I won't do it, but that I think that sometimes that we have to come to the understanding that sometimes that you just can't put a price tag on things. You can't put a price tag on time. You know, you can't put a price tag on care, on love and all that. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so in, 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 in large respects, you know, we came to that understanding because I told her, well, this is how I am, you know. Sometimes you don't get this, you know, but that doesn't mean I love you any less. And I think that we come, I think that mind state is, is, is like you said, it's, it's like a child, you know, because we feel like we have to be obligated to give something back when in, 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 in large respect, you know, because I started understanding unconditional love not only from when I, uh, when I had my little transformation when I was 18, but then in the household how my mom loved me. Lord knows I was a bad apple, but my mom, she still loved me regardless. She still gave regardless, you know, of all that. So I think that we have to understand, like, what love truly means, going back to the essence of what love means, selfless, unconditional, all that. And your energy is going to change when you when you love from that aspect. And I mean, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's just when you give, when you give without any expectation, with no limits and stuff like that, you know, it and from a genuine, from a genuine place, it's genuinely supposed to make you feel good, you know. And I think the thing is, like, I hear so many people talking about, oh well, he must not love me because you know I bought him this, and he didn't give me nothing. And I'm kind of like, well, you can't put a price tag on love, and love is not a contract. Right. Just my, just, just my 50 cents, that's all. <laughs> you, you, all you all have definitely, <laughs> man, this, this, has been a, this has been a wonderful, wonderful show. Uh, if it's okay with Tammy, here, here's what I want to do. Um. I would like to, to to read these couple of comments that came out of the chat room just before nine o'clock, and then we'll uh, give everybody uh, we'll bring Corey back in here as well, and we'll give everybody a chance uh, to to make some some closing remarks. And Tammy, if you want me to, I'll I'll, uh, I'll finish and, and close the uh, the show up. Uh, Tammy, what, okay, what would you like for me to do? Yeah, please please do go ahead do that, and I'm I'm just gonna sit here and listen. All right, so so right before the uh, right before the uh, eleven o'clock hour, uh, and again that's Eastern time. I know um, if, if you're down in Memphis or in the uh, Central uh, Standard Time, like Tammy is, um, uh, it's a little different. But here's what it says: It says, "Proud of you um, all for allowing God to work through your life and your transparency as it relates to tonight's topic." I have seen people reference the Jezebel spirit when we as women take on that role of a man and manipulation. Um, and then uh, we have a, a, a different listener, um, one of our faithful listeners uh, out of the chat room. 
and she says, when you know better, you do better. When you love yourself, you make better life choices. When you respect yourself, you refuse to be disrespected. Uh, and then it, uh, and then the same person uh, says, I am grateful that God uses our testimonies to help others. I am also grateful that he uses broken people to show the world that there is hope. Um, and I think that uh, just, well, it says, I believe, uh, I believe it, Butterfly. I studied Jezebel last week, and I do believe that it is in our culture. Um, and I think that is all from the chat room. So what I want to do is um, call her from the 972 area code. If you have any final remarks, uh, go ahead and get those out, and then we'll uh, we'll go on to... Uh, Corey, and then we'll go to Nick, and then we'll get Sammy, and then I'll close the show. I'll go ahead, uh, call it from the Thank you, Rodney. I do. Um, I like how um, when Nick brought up that um, when it's when it's in love, and when he says when it's in love, we and I know he's speaking. He's not speaking of the world's love or what the world calls love, because what the world calls love is not what love is at all. But to me, what love is is what First Corinthians thirteen four through eight says, and it says love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices in truth. So what love does is all of these things. That's the only thing that real love is, and that's the only way to me that sexual relations can be met in the correct manner through a true union of a marriage, and that's when you will truly know what, and I don't even want to call it good sex because it's, it's not. That's truly what sexual relations is intended to be, and that will be the the you will reach the pinnacle top of any experience you've ever wanted to reach through this form of love. So right. that's the end of all I have to say. But thank you so much for bringing me on the air, and thank you for letting people know that uh, this this act this act of sexual relations is is way greater than uh, just laying down and having a good time. We do appreciate you. We do appreciate you calling in and sharing your wisdom. And for those of you uh, listening uh, by phone, uh, if you're listening to us at all, uh, please don't go anywhere because I'm sure uh, this fiery conversation is going to end with even more heat. And so, uh, don't go anywhere. Uh, right now, uh, we're going to bring Corey back in. And uh, Corey, do you have any final words for the people? Yes. I would say that, and I do agree with what I used in my comment last week, what you're willing to sacrifice for is what your success is going to be, whether it's love, business, or whatever. Yeah, what you're willing to sacrifice for is going to be a great success. But when it comes down to most kids, and that's, that's my biggest concern when we're dealing with anything is, is most of the kids, especially in our neighborhood, sometimes they don't have a choice, and we're talking about self-control. Sometimes the demons that we pass on are not our demons. It's our parents' demons. That's what we have to be more, more mindful of. That's what we have to be more careful of. We're talking about a lot of self-control, but a lot of these kids don't have self-control to pass on or to get over because their demons are not theirs. It's their parents. That's what they've been taught. See, I, I, I listened to the lady in the psychology book, and uh, kind of know what she was talking about a little bit there. But a lot of times, again, it's not that you feel like you need to give that person something. Sometimes you're forced to. And I, I think we've all worked with kids. I've met a couple of kids, and I used to be a youth counselor. 
And, you know, some kids are being sold, just that plain and simple. So it's hard for them to relate to saying, get self-control, get this together, and move forward. They don't have a choice. So we have to find a remedy for those kids because those are the ones that's going to damage the next generation. Those are the ones that's going to be damaged for no, I don't know how long. So parents, please, whatever demons you have, pray to God. Get on your knees and get rid of them because you're passing them on to your kids, and that's, that's not a good thing. And I will say, I will say that there is a such thing as good and bad sex. It wouldn't, a lot of marriages wouldn't end. There you go. <laughs> you look, you, you, oh, 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 I got to say this real quick before we go to Nick. You know Corey is going to always leave you something to think about, even if we laugh like we just did. Man, Corey, you better not disappear anymore. No, I'm I'm Corey, don't go anywhere. Uh, stay on with us. Because I'm going to read right, something I am. I am. That that I know you you you, you yourself will uh, go to teach it. Go ahead, Kevin. I know. I, look, I know you touched Tammy's heart when you started talking about the parents. I know you. T- I know you. I know you uh, touched Tammy's heart. Go ahead, Tammy. Well, all I'm gonna say to Corey is I think he got the best he ever had now because that wife don't play, honey. So. She okay. showed up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to make you quiet. <laughs> oh my goodness, boy! I, I'm, I'm so glad. I'm so I'm so glad. Uh, most kids are in the bed right now. Y'all y'all are too much of me. Uh, we're, gonna, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna turn to Nick now, who was our special guest on the Butterfly Evolution Show uh, tonight. Nick, go ahead. Uh, speak to the people, brother. Yeah, um, first off, I just want to thank the opportunity for coming on here and uh, sharing my experience. I've learned a lot from both ends of the spectrum, and, and I think that's the thing is, is really understanding. Um, secondly, I want to say uh, for those who are out there, um, if you don't know yourself, find yourself. Value yourself. Love yourself. Respect yourself. Um, fearlessly, effortlessly, Genuinely, sincerely, um, and if, if if you're looking to contact me, you can contact me on Facebook, uh, Nick. If you see Knowledge Nick in the middle, last name Hicks, and that's where you find me. Or you can find me at my my email at knowledgenick at gmail dot com. Whatever questions, concerns that you guys have, I'm always here to 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 be um, to give some kind of feedback, you know, or just to listen. I'm always here. So I just want to say it's been an honor. Mrs. Tammy, I just want to thank you, Nick. Um, we didn't talk a lot about the the other end of the spectrum. Um, you know, I just bust Corey out because, you know, he met his soulmate, and now oh, everything man. is great, and so have you. Yes. So we didn't talk a lot about her, but I remember him saying that he felt like God has, had truly blessed him uh, for all his sacrifices that he met his queen, he met someone who truly, truly understands him, and those things that that she doesn't understand, she wants to. You know, right, you know right. so um, that is the amazing part, and and so for our young people like Corey, reiterated to the parents, you know, our demons. That is so true. We didn't we didn't talk about that part of it, but that is so true. Our we what we do 
we can easily and oftentimes do pass that right along to our kids because they mimic what they see. Yeah. Um, they take on those emotions that we that they see us going through and doing. So that's what it's about. Again, finding yourself, knowing who you are, and and staying true to that. And 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 for me and most of our callers on here tonight, we all have said God has been that been that one that higher uh, being that has 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 brought you to a point where you've been able to to be grounded mm-hmm. in in the Word of God and and allow that Word and that power of that Word to transform you to change you because as I sit and listen to the stories and we still have our caller on from seven seven zero seven nine four nine so I don't want to say your name, but if you want to uh, share a last word as well. But, you know, as I listen to your story, your, Nick, your story, uh, call it as well, and, I, and think about my own story, you know, only God. It's only God yeah. who will get you to a point where you're willing to, to say, hey, this is, this. I am worthy. I deserve yeah. this. I'm, I'm not honoring God. And, and even with, you know, I'm going to go back to Corey where he said, you know, the sac- you have to be willing to sacrifice right. for that marriage, for their relationship, even if you're not getting all the things that you absolutely want or, or were getting, you've chosen your greatness. Yeah. And so that's where it lies. And so teach that to your kids. Allow your kids see you valuing your body and your mind and who you are, and most of all, honoring God. And it's like I call it, said, if God tells you to put a Bible to the top of your head, to the bottom of your feet, on each side of you, to keep you grounded, mm-hmm. then that's what you mm-hmm. do. So that was in my final words. And again, I call her down. So if she has any final words, you'll have to And I just brought her back in, Tammy, and then I'll and then I'll close out the show unless you, uh, unless you want me to do something differently. Call her from area code seven seven zero. Last four digits are seven nine four nine. Call if you have any last words. We would greatly appreciate them. One moment, honey. Hello. Uh, call. Hi, hi. We're, we're, uh, you're on the air with us, Paula. Okay, I'm still here. I'm actually uh, at the hospital with my son. <laughs> um, he's oh, ill. Oh, sorry. But um, and the doctor's in my room. But I just wanted to say I really enjoyed the show, and um, just want to encourage everyone um, on the show that if you're going through um, different addictions that you can be healed and delivered from those addictions. You just have to continue to pray, give it to God, and ask him to completely take it away, and he'll do just that. And thanks for allowing me to be able to uh, speak with you guys tonight. Thank you. Absolutely, no problem. Go ahead, Tammy, I'm sorry. I was just telling her we'll be praying for her son. Thank you so, so much. He has chronic asthma and chronic bronchitis and eczema and allergies, and I've been back to the doctor in hospital like <laughs> five times already. So I'm at the hospital currently. So I, I was you. about I was about to say the same thing. Um, our 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 prayers are, are are definitely with you, and, and knowing that asthma and allergies are a big part of this, I can tell you um, that's something near and dear to my heart because I can tell you my mom spent a whole lot of nights in the hospital with me uh, with my asthma, so I, I, I know the severity of it. Yes, and then, of course, when you come to the hospital, he's picture perfect, and then if I take him home, then, you know, 
Um, you know, I'm having a lot of uh, trouble with them at home as far as the breathing. Well, well, we we are definitely we are definitely here for you. So uh, please please let us what uh, let us know whatever we can do. Basically, has a flu and cough, no pneumonia. Sounds good. Thank you very much. All right. All right. I'm going to go ahead and end this show, and I'm going to end it. I'm going to end it with this. I know that there are a lot of men who think that they have game, and unfortunately in 2014 it's not just men uh, who think that they have game. But here's some real game, um, and it's not even game. It's so serious, and it's so straightforward and honest, and one would even say that it's sacred and approved by God. Here is Song of Solomon, the book of Song of Solomon, chapter 4. It says, Behold, thou art fair, my love. Behold, thou art fair. Thou hast dove's eyes within thy lot. Thy hair is as a flock of goats that appear from Mount Gilead. Translation, she finds. Thy teeth are like a flock of sheep that are even shorn, which came up from the washing, whereof everyone bear twins and none is barren among them. So these are some bad women that come from this area. Thy lips are like a thread of scarlet, and thy speech is comely. comely. Thy templates are like a Piece of a pomegranate within thy lot. Lord have mercy. This is a bad woman. Thy neck is like the tower of David, built for an honoring, whereon there hang a thousand bucklers, all shields of mighty men. And here's the kicker for all of you who think that you really be talking some sweet things to the ladies. Thy two breasts are like two young rows that are twins. Which feed among the lilies. And that's the man talking about his woman. And this is in the Bible. You can read Song of Solomon. So if you think you got some game, if you think you know how to talk to the ladies, this stuff has been proven and approved by God. But before that comes along, if you go back to chapter 1, Here's the lady talking about her man. It says, let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for thy love is better than wine. Because of the favor of thy good ointment, thy name is as ointment poured forth. Therefore, do the virgins love thee. Draw me, we will run after thee. The king has brought me into his chamber. We will be glad and rejoice in thee. We will remember thy love more than one. The upright love thee. Ladies and gentlemen, to all of the callers, to all of the listeners, sex is not a bad thing. 
if you read the Bible, if you read God's word, it was never meant to be this evil act between man and woman. However, just like everything else, when man gets involved, when man sticks his hand in things, all of a sudden it becomes corrupt. There is nothing wrong with you and your husband or your wife getting together and having a great time sexually. But please understand that when you do these types of things out of God's will, you are putting yourself at risk. You are putting yourself in harm's way. And whoever you attach yourself to, you will be stuck with them, their personality, their ways, and their spirit for a very, very long time. We didn't tell you all this uh, ahead of time, but we will not be on with you unless we decide to come back and do part three. And after hearing tonight's show, we may have to do a part three, Tammy. <laughs> but we will not be back on with you until 2015. I will be on the Michael Dresser show, and I'll put this on Facebook on Thursday, this Thursday night, this was just sent to me today. Um, I will be on that show at 5:55 p.m. Eastern Time this Thursday, and then I'll be on all one broadcast um, this. Uh, I'm sorry, next Tuesday I'll be on that show, um, and Tammy will be doing different things. Uh, I know that she. Um, We'll continue to do great things. We'll continue to inspire people. But if we do not connect with you all until January, please have a safe and happy Merry Christmas. We wish you all a very, very, very happy New Year. We love you, and we want to thank you all for tuning in to the Butterfly Evolution Show. This is Rodney along with Tammy. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Have a great night wherever you are listening. And as always, we will play Tammy's cousin Diane's favorite song. Uh, Tammy's cousin Diane is down in Atlanta, and this is their favorite song. Good night, everyone. Thanks again, Nick. Thanks again, Corey. And to all of our callers, to everyone in the chat room, have a wonderful week and have a great night. Happy holidays.
Rouge affaire Beyond the sky It's been a long A long time coming But I know A change gonna come Oh yes it will Telling me don't hang around. It's been a long, a long time coming, but I know a change gon' come. Oh yes, it will. Then I go to my brother. Brother, help me please. But he winds up knocking me back down on my knees. No, there been times that I thought I could last for long. Has finally come. 
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.